This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. How to save three quarters of a million dollars. Welcome everybody to the Coach Brew Podcast. How did I do bait in the hook on that one? Let me deliver on that now. How to save three quarters of a million dollars. Uh, true story. I heard in an interview with uh, the comedian Matt Reif, the interviewer, I forget which podcast it was on, but they asked him, you know, you recently uh, had an opportunity to meet with Dave Chappelle, who's arguably like the greatest comedian of all time, or at least of this generation. And they said to him, like, what was the best piece of advice Dave Chappelle has given you? And he said, immediately, Dave saved me three quarters of a million dollars with one deal. And he explained that uh, the lawyers at his uh, agency who represent him, Matt Reif, um, wanted him to go with um, a lawyer to broker a certain deal, probably for a uh, comedy special on one of the networks. I wanted to go with this lawyer who would do it for 5%, 5% of the total deal. And he ran that past Dave Chappelle and just said, hey, you know, my agency wants me to go with this particular lawyer who uh, is, quote, only charging 5%. Um, is that normal? Like, what would you do? And Chappelle told him, he's like, yeah, sadly, it is normal. I would not do that. I've got a guy who um, will do that deal for you at an hourly rate. And that contract should only take a couple of hours to review. So he hired Dave's lawyer, paid him, you know, for however many hours. It took him to review the contract and send it back. And it saved him that 5%, which turned out to be three quarters of a million dollars. So if you are curious like me, I'm going somewhere with this, how it relates to you. Bear with me. Um, So if you do the math on that, it's a $15 million deal. And he saved them three quarters of a mil. Anyway, uh, how does this relate to you? Well, oftentimes, without the benefit of a mentor or, you know, an experienced industry veteran that we can use as a sounding board, we make expensive mistakes. So my question for you is, who is your sounding board? Who do you go to for advice before you pull the trigger on a decision that might be very costly for you? I think that's just a great example of uh, you know, the value of having a mentor. And if you don't have at least one, you should seek one out. And there are plenty of people who are further along down the road that you're on who if you reach out to them in a facilitative way not a manipulative way would be happy to be that sounding board help you out because someone helped them get to where they are we, you know we don't go on this journey alone people people receive help <laughs> and it just reminds me of the meaning of the word sensei. You know, a sensei is in martial arts, kind of the master instructor who teaches the students. 
Well, the definition of the word sensei is literally one who has gone before. So in many regards, um, you are a sensei to someone. You have gone before the people you lead. You have gone before uh, the kids that live under your roof. Uh, You have gone before the students you teach or coach, whatever the case may be. Uh, You are a mentor, but that doesn't stop there. You need a mentor. We all need mentors. I have a number of people I lean on as a sounding board uh, in business, in my speaking career, my writing career. People who have gone before me and are further down the avenue I'm traveling. Uh, It is invaluable. Like I can't even begin to tell you uh, what the financial cost would have been um, if I hadn't used some of my coaches and mentors as a sounding board, you know, much like Matt Reif did with Dave Chappelle. Um, I'm not brokering $15 million deals, but you know what I mean. And it's important. It's important to make sure that you're not afraid to ask for help. I think too often, and I blame social media for some of this, people are afraid of looking stupid, whether it's online or offline. And they're afraid to ask questions. And then other people simply have a blind spot where they think they've got all the answers. And the one thing I've found to be overwhelmingly true is, you know, who doesn't have an ego and who doesn't think they have all the answers? The top 1%. And I don't mean like the financial 1% in America, you know, hashtag down with capitalism, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about the quote financial 1%, you know, earners. I'm talking about the top 1% of achievers in every industry. The top 1% of professional coaches and professional sports have been far more receptive to bringing me in to speak, bringing me in to conduct a multi-day training with their coaching staff or their front office than, you know, like I was a small college lacrosse coach. I'll give you this example. Um, I I had two dozen major athletic programs, professional and uh, like Division One collegiate uh, major sports teams use my book Seeds of Success as a leadership training manual, you know, for their coaches, their front office, their teams. Before I ever booked one speaking engagement or sold one freaking copy of that book to a small college coach in my own sport, the sport of lacrosse. The top coaches, the top leaders are readers. They don't think they have all the answers. They reach out to people who uh, see things through a different lens and aren't afraid to ask questions and ask for help. And, And those are mentors, but mentors have mentors. And it's just so, it's just so fascinating to me that, uh, 
how much people's egos get in the way as opposed to being willing to ask for help or, you know, looking like they don't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. Why are you pretending to? Nobody does. So I share that with you as just a really interesting story um, that amplifies kind of the financial, potential financial consequence of not asking for a mentor's advice. That would have been costly. I think if you look look back across your career, you can see where you wish you would have asked someone for advice or help. And then look forward. Who could I lean on? And who can I reach out to who's a little further behind me on the same road I'm on? And how can I help them? Pay it forward a little bit. I think that's super important. Yeah, I had mentioned my book, Seeds of Success, earlier. Uh, fun fact, today is the 14th anniversary of when Seeds of Success won Business Book of the Year in the New England Book Festival. And it's a book about a mentor and a protege, coincidentally. And, you know, it is, I believe, the best thing I've written. It's my favorite thing I've ever written. It's about my time with my coaching mentor, what I learned. And ironically... It is my worst-selling book. It's won three awards. It's been adapted to a screenplay for a major motion picture. And it is my worst-selling book. And I don't know that there's any explaining that. (laughs) It was uh, self-published, then traditionally published. There's plenty of marketing muscle behind it over the years. It's, you know, been on the market for 11 years. No, 14, at least 14 years now. Um, and it's still my worst selling book. So if you haven't picked up a copy, go to seedsofsuccessbook.com uh, or just go to coachbrew.com. You can get yourself a copy. Get your protege a copy while you're at it. Get your team a copy. Yeah. Coach Brew's got college tuition to pay for his kids. Get your whole team a copy. <laughs> Uh, But in all seriousness, uh, this is a message about the magnitude of a mentor. And while a mentor may not save you three quarters of a million dollars on a $15 million deal, uh, a mentor will save you some very expensive experience. I think there are two kinds of experiences in this world, expensive experience and inexpensive experience. Expensive experience is when you don't ask for help and you go it alone, and either you think you know what you're doing or you're going to try and, quote, figure it out yourself. That ends up being expensive. And there's usually a steep, frustrating learning curve. And then there's inexpensive experience. And that's leaning on someone, a sensei, one who has gone before, so to speak, a coach, as a sounding board, uh, a source of feedback, wisdom, and insight because, well, they're further down the road you're traveling. So take a look at uh, whatever challenge you're dealing with currently and how you can incorporate some inexpensive experience into solving that problem. This has been the Coach Brew Podcast. 
signing off from uh, the Arctic temperatures of southern Maine on a Sunday evening. It's yours, Brulee. Uh, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. Hit the notification uh, bell, uh, depending on what platform you're consuming this on. Um, that's how we get the message out into the world, and that's how you also make sure you don't miss any episodes of the show. So I appreciate you doing that and uh, spreading the word about uh, the Coach Brew Podcast. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Coach Brew Show. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, sign up now on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And for more information to turn your potential into performance, head on over to coachbrew.com now.